Batman Universe. Hey guys, welcome back to the Batman Universe. I What's am up? one of your <laughs> hosts, Andy DiGenova. Joining me as always is my bat chum, my partner in crime, Mr. Jamie Magoo McGow McGoonical. What's up, Jamie? What's up, Andy? How's it going, man? And Brian is off again. Brian couldn't do it, guys. <laughs> we tried. He had planned on being here with us for the second installment since we really barely scratched the surface of uh, this movie and we're doing our part two review of the Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> if you're like we're us, we've... Andy's done a million of these and yeah, I've yeah. listened to a million of these and... <laughs> Um, there's a lot of good points out there and a lot of good... I'm, I'm glad to say uh, it seems like there's a lot more positivity in the conversation as well now. Yeah, the f- especially by fans. Yeah, last week when we, had, we, we were covering it, we were kind of shell-shocked. Um, you had you had the upfront that you know people were not digging it. Yeah, um, yeah, we had heard some critic stuff, but it was still kind of it was still very fresh and and kind of scary and and now. Well, fortunately, yeah. over this week, I mean, all that's gone away. Yeah, there's yeah. been no arguments about yeah. it whatsoever. Yeah, it hasn't been. It's funny. I feel like it's the masses in the middle now that have really taken to the internet and just gone. Pros and cons, not love nor hate. Yeah, it's just kind of like here's how I feel about it. Which um, I, I gotta say, as far as a movie this big, which we knew was kind of be pretty divisive, just regardless because of the content and the people in it. Based, and yeah, how, based on Man of Steel. Yeah, and, and how. But people, now Man of Steel is look, the well received one. Yeah, it's looking pretty. It's the, it's the one we can all agree on. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> But it's the one that everyone everyone was like, this Superman seems real dark. And then they uh, saw this movie and they were like, to hell with dark in that movie. Oh I at least saw the sky in Man yeah. of Steel. The fact, this yeah, one, the fact that Man of Steel is the just, happy one. Yeah. Batman v Superman, it's just charcoal skies and <laughs> fire. It's crazy. Uh, it's been a hell of a week. It has. It, and what's crazy about it, I mean, we went in... Knowing the critics' response, and then we walked out of the movie loving it, and yeah. I still love it. I've seen it three times now. That's I love awesome. it. Yeah, I'm going to go again this weekend because uh, if you go, any, anyone in the LA area, if you go to the Chinese theater and you Instagram their marquee, you get uh-huh. a free BVS shirt. Really? So I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go Sunday. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, I have only shirt. I've actually only seen it the once because everybody I tried to line up for. I know. You get, these, you get out of here. I know. Jamie, it's, it's, it's been shameful. fun, but get out. I know. Isn't that shameful? That's disgusting, right? Uh, I don't even know who you are. I'm going to watch it, I think, twice this weekend. So I have pretty solid plans because nobody else made plans with me for the rest of the weekend. Mm-hmm. And it was sold out. So I'm like, so people were like, oh, you want to see it? I'm so like, you, you really don't look you like snooze, a man you lose. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't line up. You just do things. Yeah, I just chase. Um... So so yeah, I'll be very interested to see how this next screening goes. But the thing that's cool is I've I've been go- circling this movie all week. You know, obviously just Hard because not I've been, to. yeah, just because reviewing it. The thing that's cool is I feel like more of the very calm, um, less ranty reviews have been coming out, and and there's some points that people made even on Holy Batcast. There was a couple things that were said. I was like, you know, I didn't think about it that way. It doesn't yeah. ruin it for me because I still like to go with my gut and seeing it the first time. I was mm-hmm. like, none of that fell apart for me. Um, but there are certain things that I'm like, I totally see your point. And actually, if I'd seen it, if they had done that, I think that would have been better. Mm-hmm. But what was done, I think is good. So, right. so um, Well, I think, yeah, I think there are certainly valid criticisms out there. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly not a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's pretty easy to agree that, yeah, they they did try to do too much. Maybe they did bite off more than they could chew. I appreciate that. I appreciate that ambition. And I think that even for biting off that much, I think they did an admirable job. Yeah. yeah. But that caused a couple little stumbles along the way. Yeah. See, I've been kind of back and <laughs> forth about that idea because – there's the part of me that goes, okay, this movie, it wasted time in some areas, a little bit. Like, for example, I think about when they discovered 
the huge piece of kryptonite, right? Yeah. So we're in the Indian Ocean. You're obviously just going Aquaman the whole time mentally. Uh, that doesn't happen, but it's probably it's probably only a few minutes that scene. A, a minute, maybe. It's yeah, sure. It's pretty quick. But even then, just because there's some things that I see now as what people would describe as a hole in the story, I'm like, well, it's definitely something that they could have filled in a little bit more that's harder to do later on, you know? Like, yeah. So one of those things being, like, Lex's motivation, right? So Lex, Lex Luthor, it's pretty clear where he stands as far as metahumans and, and anti-heroes. Need to pause it? <clears throat> <clears throat> I just have this cough. I don't know yeah, what's yeah. going on here. Yeah, Sorry. I just, I just want to let you no, cough if going. you needed to do keep that. Going. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not cutting that out. I'm obviously, no. That's this. We're keeping it real. We'll keep it live. I am but a human. The <laughs> meta, at least. Give yourself we can that. Hope. Come on. You have just haven't discovered your powers yet. So that it's clear Lex's stance, right? But his motivation. Is it's one of those things that I'm like, well, there, if you're writing, you're sort of writing off the persona of the comics, right? Because yeah. we know who Lex is. Lex Luthor is as a villain in the comics and his lore, much like we know Batman's motivation for being Batman. This movie didn't spell that portion out as uh-huh. far as Lex goes and, and why the disdain. So I felt like in his scene with Holly Hunter where they're, she's kind of, he's negotiating with her about obtaining, you know, uh, kind of starting this effort in anti-metahumans and, and obtaining the kryptonite and having his plan. He talks about his father. It would be really cool if there was even a few lines in there that maybe explained what his disdain for this, the metahumans and and all that was, yeah. if they had thought of that, you yeah. know, just because it's, it just feels like, okay, well, he's a powerful guy, and he just doesn't trust Superman. Right. So at the base level, you get that. Yeah. But I mean, it, I, it feels very motivated. What he's yeah. doing is very motivated, and it feels like that just wasn't thought through. And so if you tighten up that Indian Ocean scene a little bit more, and basically you just, instead of having the guy walk up and break open the kryptonite, you basically <laughs> just have the kryptonite, like pretty much on the beach right after that and then you add one or two lines in that other scene so, so it's just it's this very fine tuning give and take but hindsight's twenty twenty. so it's just yeah well and that's the thing is I, I've seen the, that discussion around Lex and his motivation mm-hmm. and, and uh-huh. what does he really want and I'm like I don't know I feel like they give us a lot of Lex's motivation. The problem is and I don't, I don't even think it's a problem but yeah. the problem it seems is that they made all of that motivation they made you infer it yourself from what he is saying and what he is sharing yes. as opposed to having him explicitly say i hate superman because blank yeah and because they didn't come out right out and state it and instead they talked about how you know he talks about how you don't have to put your trust in the goodness of monsters or gods. I, I can't remember the mm-hmm. line exactly. And he talks about those with the knowledge don't have the power. And he talks about if, you know, God can be all powerful, he can't be all good. Like, there's lots of really interesting things that kind of mm-hmm. speak to his motivation and where he's coming from and why he's doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But it's never explicitly stated that yeah. I want to kill Superman because he makes me feel like yeah. less of a person. Right. I want to kill Superman because. We cannot trust him, or whatever, yeah. because it's never explicitly stated. A lot of people feel like it's fuzzy, and I don't. I'm not sure it's fuzzy. I just feel like they're they're giving us the pieces, but they want us to put together a little bit ourselves. Yeah, yeah it's almost like uh, yeah, I totally agree. It's and it actually I think suits his character more to how they did it because he doesn't ever say anything literally. Everything is sort of an in his head. Yeah, he tells you the way he wants to tell you, and you have to figure it out. He almost riddles. In that way, he's kind of, you know, he's quoting and it's it's very high level God and man stuff. It's big. It's yeah. big themes, you know. Right. So you so you get that. I agree. But it's almost like you don't get that discovery of Superman moment with him. Like it's like you almost want to see him even watching the, you know, the seeing almost basically like they did with with Bruce, where Bruce sees the destruction of Metropolis. Boom, right there. So you want to see the inception of why Lex 
really targets creates Superman. This, creates this disdain for Superman yeah. where we really kind of jump in midstream when he's already plotting the downfall of Superman. Totally. Like, I, it's, it's not a must, but... I think it would have strengthened the film for me, you, you know? know. And I think that's that's valid. And I think that kind of jumps to my biggest issue with the film. Mm-hmm. And if you've listened to one of my eight thousand podcasts, you've already heard it. So I, I apologize. If I know what it's going to be, and I wholeheartedly agree. But, but my issue is simply this: it's not what's in this movie that bothers me. It's the fact that this movie feels like it comes after a solo Superman film yeah. that we never saw. Yeah, that's I think the biggest issue with this film is they did jump ahead. Uh-huh. They jump ahead eighteen months and then an additional couple months throughout the course of the film, uh-huh. um, two years rounded up. Right. They jump up two years to get to this conflict between Batman and Superman and the creation of the Justice League. And you're right, Lex Luthor already has this vendetta against mm-hmm. Superman and Batman and the Metahumans, and all the stuff is already happening. Yeah, we are truly jumping in midstream. Right. On one hand, I don't mind it because I like, again, I like the ambition. I like bringing all this stuff together. I like the stuff that's in the film. But I totally get the fact that it feels like there is a huge piece of that story missing. Right. Those two years that happened between Man of Steel and now, we're missing that. We're missing Superman being the hero. We're missing the world uh, embracing Superman as its hero. Mm. We're missing all of that. Yeah. It's talked about. It's implied yeah. throughout the film. We never see it. Yeah. And I think that that speaks to what you're talking about with Lex. He has this vendetta mm-hmm. that he's all, that's already in motion by the time we meet him. Yeah. And so, again, it seems like, oh, there are other things that happened in a movie that never got made. Yeah. So and I you totally can't, and it's hard, that. And, it, and it's totally hard to go back. It. But at the same time... There are people that I've talked to people that say this feels like 20, 30 minutes too long. I disagree with that. I, I don't think that this movie is loose like that. No. I no. think it, I get why people think it's jarring because it jumps around so much, but I'm like, well, you have like so many main characters. If you spend too much time with one of them, you're going to forget about the other ones and where you were. So inherently, I think it actually makes sense for it to move like it does. Yeah. You know, and then. You sort of have these scenes where it's like they, you know, they establish a shot. Like Bruce at, at the lake house, they establish a shot. He gets up, you know, grabs the the wine bottle, walks over. So it's like you're wasting what twenty seconds to basically say, "Here's where he is. Here's where he stays." This is a little bit more Bruce Wayne. Okay, yeah, you could have twenty seconds of dialogue that explains a little bit more about the past, but then you are literally just cutting and just it's like then you'd be really jar so. You'd be so jarred by doing that, you would get more story, but you'd it'd be even more convoluted. They have to establish these shots and these scenes well enough for you get where you are, and so I, I don't I don't see that you could basically do what you're talking about and what you know would make this a better yeah. movie without it literally being a longer movie. Well, or another movie, or another. That's movie. and that's just it. Is that's why I like I'm not really faulting this movie because you can't put that much more into this film what I'm saying is that there was a film that didn't get made that would have that feels necessary that Mm -hmm. feels like should have been in there feels like a missing piece of this puzzle Um, but I agree with you in that I think that this film it still handles things really well and uh-huh. I and the criticism that it's too long that's that's interesting to me because we also have a huge group of people who are now saying oh the 30 minutes that were cut are going to make this flow better yeah yeah so you're seeing people who are saying it's too long and then you're seeing people who go oh I can't wait to see the extra 30 minutes right. because it's going to make it a better movie uh-huh. we'll find out yeah. in July when that's released but I think that I understand the criticism that it jumps around a lot because yeah. it does. It does. It absolutely jumps around a lot because sure. you are. You're catching up with Bruce. You're catching up with Clark. You're catching up with Lois. You're catching up with Lex. Mm-hmm. Repeat. Yeah. And you're seeing what they're all doing at any given time, and you've got to jump around to all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't agree with the people who say, "Oh, all of those scenes and shots feel haphazard and out of order." No. Because they all are absolutely in order, and they all give you vital information that you need to move forward. Yeah. So for me, the movie feels like you know, let's let's just say it's it's those four characters and those threads. It's those you are jumping along those threads, but as the movie progresses, those threads continue to converge until they all wrap up into a rope. Yeah. yeah. And that that's. 
I think it all makes sense, and I think I that agree. it all builds on what you saw before it. So mm-hmm. I don't necessarily agree with some of the criticism that, oh, it just feels all over the place. And I'm like, well, jumping around a lot is different than it being all over the place and not making sense. It all makes sense. It's all... Again, yeah. it all builds on what these it needs four, to to move forward. These are multiple characters that exist in different worlds, and their worlds are going to collide. So, inherently, you end up in different places and with different people. And so, yeah, it, it doesn't... It never... It, it's like... And and especially the, the fault falling on Zack Snyder's head. I'm like, I get he's a very involved filmmaker, but, like, guys, editing doesn't make that happen. I mean, this is writing. They write these scenes. They yeah. write it this way. So a scene with Wonder Woman or, or Diana and then a scene with Bruce and then jump over to a scene with with Kal-El, you know, and a scene with him and his father. That's not editing. I mean, how it's told is a bit of it, but it's like those are these are scenes in the script that are written out. So whether you tighten them or lengthen them is editing. But the scenes, the decision to jump around like this is straight up the script. So... So I don't get so much – like this was a team effort. So all the weight too going towards Snyder and him like, oh, well, that's – you know he's a, he doesn't know how to tell a story. It's all just visuals and that's why it's such a bastardized mess. You know, mm. I'm like, settle down there, guy. You know, like that's – it's he's not doing it all. So yeah. well, he has I heavy mean, influence on it, obviously. Yeah, I mean, but, but to, play, to play devil's advocate on that, that when it comes to films – the buck kind of stops with the director and, you know, because the director oversaw the writing of the script and the director sure. approved the script and then right. he, you know, took that script that he shot and then right. and then edits it together or works with the editor to edit it together right. and so, sure. so you're right, there are, there are a lot other there are a lot more cooks in the kitchen, a lot more players involved, but yeah. at the end of the day it's his film right. and, and that's what it comes down to, you yeah. know, like the Transformers movies are terrible, and I hate to even make that comparison because I don't think it's fair. But the point is, is that when those movies are terrible, people say Michael Bay is terrible. Right? No one ever, no one ever says. Well, and there's well, a stamp. but the script should have been, you know, yeah, yeah. or whatever. And and I mean, even something beloved like you know Star Wars, Force Awakens. Everyone loved Star Wars, Force Awakens, but some people had story issues. And like, damn it, JJ, and, and but nobody said. Yeah. Well, but this. That was the script, but yeah. he oversaw it. Yeah. So that, I guess that's what, that's my point. It's yeah. like what they say in A Bug's Life. First rule of leadership, everything's your fault. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. I definitely, and I agree, I, just, I think I'm just trying to lighten the load a little bit and the idea that I think if Snyder didn't make this movie, I think it would be different. But I don't know how much... You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I think that the intertwining of these stories and the cutting and the jumping around, I think that is sort of, it's either you spend, you cut it into like three parts mm-hmm. where you go, or four parts, and you go, here's Batman over here, here's Superman over here, and then here's Wonder Woman and Lex and these other characters, you know, the sort of tertiary characters, sort of. And their involvement, and then you just wind them all up together at the end. Yeah. This just didn't choose to do that. It told, it chose to tell their stories kind of simultaneously interwoven. Yeah. And so, I mean, and those stories do all inform each other, which is the part that I think that you know is, is sometimes getting is getting unfairly piled on. Is like, no, all those things are affecting everything else, right. and they do come together when needed. And by the end, you it, it is a much more you know cohesive whole. Yeah. But you've got to have all those pieces kind of leading into that. So I, I don't have issue with the way it's structured or the editing or the pace that's something that has been getting a lot of criticism and again I understand some of it I think some of it is fair because there's a lot going on and you jump around a lot mm-hmm. totally fair mm-hmm. um, but but again the criticisms that it's all you know it makes no sense and the order is arbitrary I don't agree with that yeah same. Um, so yeah, it's 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 interesting. Yeah, um, it will be very interesting to see what those thirty extra minutes are. Sure. I I am afraid that people are putting a little too much faith in those extra thirty minutes. That somehow that's going to fix every issue with this right. film. I don't think that's the case. I think that hopefully, if nothing else, it will flow a little more naturally. I think so. Um, because I think- because I think that at the end of the day, that's what happened. Is we talked about you know like. Mm-hmm. Why is this in and this is out or whatever? I think that at the end of the day, when they're like, we we needed it to be two and a half hours, mm-hmm. they looked at the film and they said, that's important information. It's got to stay. Everything else got to go. Yeah. And so that could cause maybe the more 
quick cuts between things if if there was a more transitionary scene that didn't give you new information that they're right. like well then that's got to go yeah exactly it gets it gets much more bare and and yeah i i think it probably i agree i hope it's a combination of maybe a few like like you say transitional scenes or mm-hmm. extra lines of dialogue um versus just a little bit more length um but i also don't think that it's well basically we saw this new clip that came out on the internet right that warner brothers has released and that is why i think everybody is going see look at how much we haven't seen and i'm like well that's riding pretty heavily on the idea that, that every additional minute in this extra 30 minutes is like that Two or three important? minutes right. as as being this crazy because you know this scene that they released with uh, you know these mother boxes and so it's basically uh, the you know for anyone who hasn't seen it you've seen it but anyway we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll still frame it up yeah um, you know the Monday after opening weekend they released this deleted scene and uh, there's been a lot of question about <clears throat> why is Warner Brothers releasing a deleted scene this early Mm -hmm. why did they announce the extended cut so early i have my own theory on that which we can get into in a minute if you have any interest if you don't forget it well we're doing a podcast i'm pretty interested um but they released this on monday and it's the it's basically the authorities going to uh to get lex after Mm -hmm. the big battle with doomsday so they're going to uh arrest him essentially yeah Yeah. and so they go to find him in the wreck of the kryptonian ship he is there he has um some sort of electronics on the back of his head that is very much Brainiac, the three dots of mm-hmm. Brainiac, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Mm-hmm. And what a, a, a giant alien-type figure uh, holding three mother boxes that mm-hmm. he obviously was learning about or talking to or whatever, and it disappears because it's not actually there. It's just kind of being... My guess is it's kind of being beamed in. Yeah, uh, yeah. Almost like a communicator. Mm-hmm. And... Then it disappears, and then he looks back, and he knows he's going to get arrested. So that's the scene. Yeah. Um, what's your What's your take on the scene? Before it's I... really hard for me to figure out. I, I basically at the very base level because I couldn't guess who this character was, and when I people said, "Oh, it's probably this guy," I was like, "I don't even know who that is." Um, <laughs> I was like, "Is this some kind of?" That's what I thought at first. I was like, "Well, is this Brainiac?" And I said that to Brian, and he was like. They've taken some real liberties if this is Brainiac. Yes. And I was like, I, I don't think so right. in, that, in that regard. Uh, but it's very obvious in in lieu of the end of the film where it's clear he's communicated with, uh, you know, Darkseid more than likely. Yeah. Uh, that Or someone from Apocalypse. Or someone, yeah, someone from Apocalypse. Um, that he has an idea of, you know... He is coming. This yeah. so so you know. Obviously, it's like well, this is the portion where he's communicating or understanding. But but like I said, that's that's at the very highest level. Yeah. So well, and that's what that's what I like about the scene is the fact that when he says he is coming, I did think I'm like, how do you know? Right. I totally thought that. Yeah. Um, Jamie Drewley, yeah. who, you know my my buddy on Holy Batcast. He mm-hmm. he's the one who said, well, there was a moment, you know, where they said, oh, you know. We're going to share whatever fifty thousand years of Kryptonian history with you. Uh-huh. Tell me everything. That kind of, there was that, and I go, oh yeah, okay, I yeah. guess that makes sense. True, but because that's all we were given, I didn't. I still didn't connect the dots of well, and that's, he would know about apocalypse or dark side or anything. Well, and that's history. That's not a right. communication of the future and what may be coming. Yeah. So so so. I do think in this case, you know, I think that criticism is real is how would Lex know? Because I thought the same thing. How would Lex know? Yeah. I didn't connect the dots that he's been in that ship Mm -hmm. learning everything he can about whatever he can. Mm -hmm. I didn't do that. Mm -hmm. So this scene would have helped with that because it's like, oh, he's obviously communicating with someone. Right. My money is that it's Steppenwolf. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and you can Google Steppenwolf because yeah. he has a very similar helmet. The only reason that I'm confused about it is because Steppenwolf is very much a human. I mean, yeah. he's, he's not human, but he looks human. He looks like a man, yeah. He, he looks like a man in armor. Right. This looked like a creature. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't know why that is. But the silhouette seemed like Steppenwolf to me. Yeah, the, he is, the he is a helmet kind of thing. Yeah. And, and a lot of people were kind of pointing towards like, oh, well, maybe this is kind of like Man of Steel where it's like these these sort of slates of amorphous metal that are creating yes. an yes. image of a person. However, 
as we saw in Man of Steel, those are pretty accurate to the likeness of a person. So I have right. a feeling that this character, like you said, looks like a creature really yeah. also yeah. and not just, you know, like, oh, well, it was just kind of like a fuzzy transmission of Yeah, of and that was and that was the point that, that, you know, some friends pointed out is like, oh, it's that it's that kind of liquid metal yeah. that we saw in Man of Steel that they used to communicate, communicate with. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So that's why he doesn't look quite as human. So we'll see what he what he looks like in a year and a half. Yeah. But um, that's that's my guess, is that yeah. that's who it is, which makes sense, because he is very much like an emissary of Darkseid. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, <clears throat> I like the scene, because again, it, it informs that final scene in the jail cell, um, but I honestly think that if it was in there... Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. People would go, "What the hell is that? Just more setup for Justice League that we don't need." Yeah, exactly. Because Who people, the hell, you're going too far. Yeah, because people are already this? giving it crap for too much Justice League setup, right. and I, I imagine that's why it was cut. Is that Zack Snyder was like, "Well, you know, we've already set up this potential future. We've already set up this Flash warning, and then we've got Lex kind of warning that something is coming. Maybe it's just one too many, so let's remove it." Um, so it's interesting. I would, you know. I would have loved it in there, but I yeah. always want more. Yeah. But I think that if they had put it in there, as as many people are saying it should have been in there, right. would have been saying, oh, it's just more setup that doesn't belong in this movie. Right. Well, it's I totally agree with the, the damned if you do, damned if you don't, because everybody talks about how all the Justice League stuff was like shoehorned into this, into this movie, you know? But so it's like, but... You know, so they had this these characters that are huge that they're trying to tell this story about, literally to the point where when they show the Justice League stuff, they're like, "Here, as concise as you can make it, opening files and seeing these guys." Yeah, I'm like, that's pretty much as tight as you can go uh, with yeah, showing some characters yeah. with you know, because like I think you made the point. I would have loved to see them show up. That would have been more grand entrance, mm-hmm. but it doesn't fit in this movie. They, they, I mean, it would have just been way too big, and yeah. I don't know how they would, would have just, done that. It would just have been more tangents yeah. in a movie with already way yeah. too much going on. Yeah. I still feel like it would have been cool if, like, Aquaman passed Lois the Spear. I was waiting for that to happen. That would have been bitching, but... I've heard that for, a lot, but, but I, then, here's, I didn't think that was... How not fight? Right? Well, that's true. If he, if he does that. I didn't you know. think that was going to happen. But the reason is because I didn't know what that if that water was connected to the ocean. Yeah, you know, because it's like in a it's like in a broken down pier. I guess I guess I it's it's connected it to was, the ocean. But like you said it, Samantha said it. I've heard a lot of people say it, and I was like, if they had set up that it was connected to the ocean, uh-huh. I kind of. But even then, I think people would have called it a, a yeah do du- es machina. Yeah, of yeah, like, yeah. Of like, oh, how convenient yeah. that Aquaman was just hanging out. It, um, it was the way that it was shot. Yeah. I think because they spend. So much of it is from underwater yeah. that I just kept expecting. I'm like, this is the, they just this really is feel. This is him. And just because it, literally everybody in the theater, every time we saw water, was going Aquaman. You yeah. know, like yeah. it just you just couldn't help it. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's the the again another one of these points that I'm like, it feels like many would call it a plot hole, but I'm like, well. If they, they could explain it later on, and I and I would be fine with it, but I don't know if they will. I feel like the opportunity is within this movie, is the idea that, okay, the Justice League members seem like, from what we're shown, are titled or, or given their logo and all this by Lex Luthor. That's, I don't think that's the case, because yeah. I think that Lex got this information some other way or you know there's more to it where he basically they have these identities now already and he's labeling these files based off of that yeah but because we only get a, a file that's open that shows the logo of each of these characters you know their emblem okay can and I, then opening it up it's just kind of yeah yeah please no i i think the complaints that oh and lex luther labels his stuff with gc comics <laughs> logos is ridiculous. It annoys the crap out of me because because it, it is insanely nitpicky. Well, it's not it's not it's not the labeling. It's it's the fact that we don't know the source of this thing. Yeah, like I said, so it's one of those things that I'm like, that's information that I can find out later on if if need be. Like it would be cool to find out like oh well this is a collection of all this stuff and then these are sourced into these individual things. 
you know, yeah. and, and like, or that he stole this information from a Star Labs, whatever, yeah. you know, like the fact that he's not like sitting here like a nerd going, well, I'll call this one the Flash and yeah. making a logo, yeah. which is what everyone is jumping to the conclusion of. Right. I don't think that's but the, if you the look story at the, conceit, yeah, but I, mean, I just, if because you, there's nothing more in there. It's just If you look at the file names, it says Red Streak. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. So he doesn't call him the Flash. That right. that'll come later. But uh-huh. you know, here's a guy who can move fast. Yeah. Again, it would make sense, I yeah. guess, that you would yeah. pick a lightning bolt. Yeah. You know, like fast guy. And like Wonder Woman. Yeah. She doesn't have the name Wonder Woman that we know of, right. but he's got a picture of her in costume that has a W on it. Yeah. Why? I, I just. I mean, I can give you an excuse for why he would label those mm-hmm. files, but does it does it matter? Is that like is that? And I'm not talking yeah. to you. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking to the people who are complaining. Uh-huh. Like people are like, oh, thank God. Like I'm like, of all the things you can complain about, right. you're going to complain that Lex Luthor labeled his files with recognizable logos. Yeah. Like, give me a break. Well, well, like, like it is a quick and easy way to communicate it to yes. fans like us. Who cares? Well, in the same, in this, absolutely, in the same idea that damned if you do, damned if you don't, because I think this whole movie could be called damned if you do, if you damned if you don't, because of that very thing where there's the fan service, right? Just like in Star Wars when they showed the chess table yeah. and they showed the the training droid, everyone's like, oh god, they really beat you over the head with it. And I'm like, you know what? Everyone would have really complained about if they didn't do those things. Yeah, yeah. Sure, it could have been tighter. I wish we'd have seen. I wish we'd have saw the chessboard. <laughs> yeah, like those things. Those things. Yeah, there's that you can be subtle about it. You, there's a way of doing it, I guess, that could be more artistic. But whatever. Like, I I think that the the key is you're better off just going for it. Well, and in this same sense, I think if you're going to have these characters in file names, people are going to go just in the same way that like you know, in, in Batman and Robin, they're like, oh yeah, these mentions Metropolis. It's like, oh thank God. It's like when you put Flash in the movie. Put the Flash logo on there so the fans can be like, oh, my God, and, and have the reaction that we did. I mean, you, like, were punching my arm over there yeah. in the theater when we saw those logos because it was, like, an immediate awesome thing. So, yeah, yes, I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm, I would much rather them go with that. And then later on they can be like, well, he didn't make it. Somebody else made it. And then he compiled this information and stole it. There, are you happy? Right. Great. Yeah, totally right. fine. Totally fine by me. He didn't create it. He didn't make it up. Or or he did, And but they're not their final names and they didn't use it. Yeah. Well, they didn't have it names. Doesn't, it doesn't, they had, there, there were logos. There were no names. Right. The only name I saw was Red Street. Oh, okay. And that's not yeah. his name. Yeah. So... so it's, yeah, it is very nitpicky. It, it is very nitpicky. It's silly to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what happens. Like when, when there's a movie that you want to love, you look past things like that. Yeah. You know? True. <laughs> because yeah. you're like, I want to love... Because you're like, ah, who cares? I love this. Yeah. I just want to that's, that's, that's what happened with Star Wars The Force Awakens. Right. You know? like yeah. Star, I, I loved Force Awakens, and I was like, yeah, but do we need... And people were like, you shut up. You get the hell out of here. Right. I don't want to hear you talk. Yeah. And I was like, okay, never mind. Yeah. Like, I won't even say a single negative thing about Star Wars because I will get strung up. Yeah. This one, when you want to hate something, you're like, what else can I pick on? Right. I can pick on those logos. Yeah. F those logos. Yeah. Those stupid logos. Yeah, people like, are so it's unforgiving ridiculous. On, like, on this movie. Like, yeah. it, it's so silly to me. You know, like, yeah. they, like there are things, you know, there are things you can pick on in every movie, movies I love. You know, Jurassic Park's one of my favorite movies, but yeah. there are things I can pick on. Sure. Um, but this one, because there are things that they want to pick on, they're, they're finding that even the, the silliest things that I'm like, real, like that's what you're going to take a ta- task for. I think there are legitimate issues with the movie, mm-hmm. but t- take it to task for the real issues. Yeah. Not the ones that you're, you're inventing in your mind. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Totally. I absolutely agree. It's, it's, I was a Friday night after I came home, I was just like so frustrated with the negativity. Like that whole day, yeah. I was just like, yeah. dude, I'm, I'm honestly really tired of it being cool to be negative. Like, yeah. and I think that we, guys, we got a ton of listener feedback, like crazy, oh, everyone sure. giving their own reviews. Sure. And, and we'll Holy probably... Holy we're going to do a whole episode just from listener feedback because I, the yeah. inbox is just busting with people wanting yeah. to share their totally. thoughts. So we're going to get to that next week. We might even, I might even just compile some of your guys' main points and then give you guys all yeah, credit. Instead of reading, like, huge, yeah. Because there's so, yeah, there's so many uh, coinciding points that people are making and, and things that they loved. And, and the thing that was really really cool about your guys feedback too that I, I enjoyed is overall you guys are the same in that 
you guys are saying the same thing that I'm saying right now, which is thank you for being positive about this. Yeah. Thank you for that. Like, it seems crazy to say thank you for enjoying a Batman v Superman movie or at yeah. least the idea yeah. of it at the very least because there are even people that were criticizing of it, but they were like, you know what? But this is awesome. We have this movie. Who would have thought? Yeah. Like, can you just take solace in that and the, and the idea that – you know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, there's no way we would have gotten. Nobody wanted to touch this thing. It's taken this long to get this. So thank you guys for your positivity. Um, and, you know, I, I, I feel the same way. It's like where I am – the things, the points that people have made to me that I'm like, that totally makes sense. Like Jamie Drewley, his point about – Superman, not him saying Martha instead of Mom. I was like, yeah, that's a really that's good true. point. That, no, it's I think so, I think it's totally valid. Yeah. Like, like there are things that you can go like, but yeah. I went with it because I loved the idea behind it. Well, it did, and I loved the result. And it, and when I watched the movie, it, it didn't, didn't occur to didn't me. Occur to you, yeah. So it didn't break apart for me. So there's tons of stuff in my life that I'm like, how many times have I gone? I wish I'd have said that. I yeah. wish I'd have done that. Yeah. I wish that could have happened. But in that moment, this is what made sense and it was fine. Yeah. It's kind of how this is where, you know, and then even somebody actually brought that point to them and they're like, well, yeah, but Superman is is, is his, per, his persona. So he's not going to say mom because that's nobody if he's Superman, right? If he says Martha, at least there's an ID to that. And I was yeah. like, great counterpoint, you know? Right. So it, it's one of these things you can just battle to death about. But the bottom line is I, I really enjoyed the positivity um, that was coming from, from our listeners and, and you guys who enjoyed it. And and thank you also if you didn't enjoy it, the things you didn't enjoy for being um, rational about yeah, those things. Yeah, and, I mean, and, and, and piecing it apart yeah. in a way that's constructive yeah. and not just because the, the the overall tone of people just being like – F this movie. Yeah. I'm just like, dude, F this you. is a this is a garbage movie <laughs> yeah. and art like it that's yeah. ridiculous. No, yeah. I think and you know, and I, I I've been tweeting all week about it, you know, yeah. from from Holy Batcast and you know, and some and a fan legitimately came back to me, he's like, you know, it seems like you're forgetting about those of us who went into this movie expecting to love it and still got disappointed. And I go, no, I'm not forgetting that. Yeah. Like, And that's totally valid. Those are the ones I feel the worst about. Yeah. Because the people that went in hating it, I don't care. Exactly. I'm like, like screw like, you. Yeah, like you you spent 12 to $15 of your money so you could go into a two and a half hour movie and hate it. Yeah. Just so you can walk out with a smug look on your face and go, I told you it was going to suck. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. Screw you. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. Good for you. Oh, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> um, but for the fans who like, who like, were just as excited as yeah. we were who walked in and sat in that theater and it let them down like that is a bummer and that Total and that's bummer. totally sad and like and, and that's not saying their opinions aren't valid if you didn't like this movie that's valid there are yeah. reasons i think there are reasons in the movie to be disappointed for sure. me and i think that for jamie and definitely for brian like the good so greatly outweighed those yeah. little issues that we had a great time and we loved it yep. but if those issues were not insurmountable to you like that does suck and so totally. you know just because we're we're remaining positive and we love the movie and i'm going for my fourth time this weekend yeah. like um that doesn't mean that you're wrong if you're not it just it just no. means that for the people who um you know, just came rationally and respectfully to share their thoughts about the movie. Like that is the conversations that are worth having, yeah. positive or negative. Mm-hmm. It's it's the ridiculous pile on mentality of let's beat the crap out of this thing to death. Mm. That it's like, don't you have something better to do? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, it's funny because I was. Andy and I were discussing what we were going to talk about really on this podcast because like where do we leave off and we don't rem- we don't remember what we talked about last yeah. week because we were you well there's know, so many reviews so you much. did a two and a half hour review on Holy Backcast which I loved and and it's just one of those things where I think it's even valid for us to use our time kind of reviewing reviews well, well I think <laughs> I think it's that. just kind of chiming in on the conversation yeah. the conversation for this film is just everywhere yeah and everybody's talking about it. Extremely Still. positive, yeah. extremely negative, yeah. and every shade in between. Yep. Legit. Yep. Uh-huh. Like, this is not love it or hate it. No. This is every damn piece yeah. of the spectrum. Yep. Just everywhere. Yeah. And that's what's been so mind-boggling. So that's the conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing, you know, some amazing people on Twitter who are just like, you know, I love this movie. I love it unabashedly. I'm going again. Yeah. Show your support. Go this weekend. And, like, that's awesome. Yeah. And then I'm seeing the, like, you know screw this movie, kill it with fire, blah, 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 blah. And, like, there are op-eds galore about how this movie completely uh, disgraced 
the characters that it portrayed. And then there are op-eds that are saying, no, this absolutely is completely valid. And like, and again, like that's the conversation and it's, and it's extremely heavy right now. Yeah. And so you're right. Like having lived a week with that, I think it is only fitting that we kind of see where we're at and we talk about, you know, what we've seen in the movie and how we feel about it and how we feel about what's, what are some of these points that have been brought up, you know, like the editing or like, Lex Luthor. And yeah. There's, there is so much in this movie, and I think that to its benefit, like, it's not a movie like Fantastic Four where you can just throw it out with the trash and say yeah. there's just nothing there. Yeah. Sorry if you loved Fantastic Four, but yeah. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I I don't even know many. I haven't seen it, um, so... Like, yeah. there's literally nothing there. Yeah. Like, there's nothing to discuss other than, like... Well, that wow. happened. <laughs> yeah. Like, this movie isn't like that because there's... It's it's uh, it's very obvious, much like with Man of Steel, that there were very distinct and deliberate creative choices made. Yeah, the movie is made well. Uh-huh. The actors are all turning in fantastic work. Mm-hmm. Whether you like the work they turn in is another right. discussion. But right. nobody's phoning this thing in. Zack right. Snyder's not phoning it in. Chris Terrio and David Goyer weren't phoning mm-hmm. it in. None of the cast were phoning it in. Nobody was phoning this movie in. Mm-hmm. So whether you like the movie or not, you can't just say, "Oh, it's a garbage movie." Yeah. Um, they, you know, they were absolutely taking big swings with this movie. Yeah. Whether they connected again is up to your personal opinion. Well, it's funny that's that really mirrors a lot what people are uh, some of the criticism that people are calling this self-important and and you know self-aware and those and, and I'm like that's that's actually one thing that I think is why people feel so heavy about this is because yeah these characters are and why they're it doesn't feel very light. Everything in this movie feels very important because these characters, what they're doing is important to them. You know, Superman, to your point, I think it's – I really would like to see now what basically all the Donner Superman films had, which was a confident, happy-to-be Superman Superman. Yeah. That would be really great and would have been totally strengthened – uh, would have strengthened the character, especially in his fall, because you know it's like, well, maybe after the fact now that could happen. But even in the part where we're seeing him saving people, he isn't confident. He isn't smiling. It's it's very dutiful, you yeah, know. So yeah. that's why I I don't mind him not smiling because I'm like, well, it just sh- it's he it's very important to him. And yeah. if you're taking things seriously. You're not like you know smiling the whole time. It's like there's some real gravity to this. But he is a very burdened person because even when he's saving those people we're listening to the audio yeah. of these people talking about which I think is a great divided. sequence by the way oh I love it's it it's a great sequence and I think that's a really interesting angle on Superman is right. is to contrast him doing these amazing larger than life good deeds yeah. to save people's lives at the same time uh-huh. that the people on the ground are criticizing him yeah yeah it's absolutely really, I it's think that's so great. powerful yeah it's so powerful and which is why I think it gets why people can't just walk away and be like sucked why they're talking at length about it because there is such a there's a conversation about man and gods and the importance of doing the right thing and whether it's not whether you can't even do the right thing right, with this right. conversation with Jonathan Kent when you do one good thing another bad thing can happen so is it even worth it yeah. I mean these are massive massive things they're tackling um, and so I get it why people are like well, it's just so sad. Like, Superman is such, like, a burdened, sad guy. And I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, that's actually... That, for me, because talking about this and thinking about it, is what I realize is why Man of Steel worked so well for me and why this Superman worked so well for me is because all the Donner films really focused on Superman when he had come to be Superman and was... Just like it is, I'm doing this and I'm happy to do it and just completely confident and would not be overall. I mean, there's it, it gets loosey goosey here and there, but generally he's not challenged in that way as far as should I or shouldn't I do this? Right. Not not on a larger. I mean, this is yeah. This is on like a larger spectrum, and his conflict was like how. 
how can I love Lois? Yeah. You know, like how can I get Lois to love me while yeah. I'm being Superman? Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's it. It's like yeah. it's like I wish that I could get Lois to love Clark the way she loves Superman. Exactly. That's his conflict. To the, yeah, to the point where he's like, oh, I'm just going to tell her, and yeah. that's what he's struggling. Yeah. With. And I'm not and I'm not saying that that's not valid either. No, no. I, I love those films, but I think that you're right. Like this this movie. This is like Jesus. I mean, yeah. it really is like like a, a Jesus character. It's a guy who wants to be a regular guy. Has these? It's a burden. His powers are a burden to him. Him until until he is ready to say I'm willing to take that burden of moral right and wrong and do because I have the ability rise above and do what I should because I have the you know the great power great responsibility thing and that is so heavy and relatable to me because I never really I love the Donner films but I never connected with that Superman because he was so infallible that he I was just like he didn't have any real problems yeah yeah. His, his only problem was that his crush didn't like him like honestly and then, and again I'm not I'm not in any way bagging on those films I love those films but here they wanted to to explore what, how would the world react to Superman and yeah. I think again I think that's valid and I think that's interesting what and that's what, that's what makes him such a downtrodden character yeah, is yeah. that that bringing it into that conversation. But I think that that's where we're missing the first part of that arc. I feel like we jump in mid arc yeah, because and at some point there is an overall like sort of the post nine eleven go America thing. Yeah. There's a post Metropolis fallout go Superman yeah, time. Yeah, they build un, a statue un, exactly. and a monument, un, and, unveiling the statue, and and everybody loves Superman and he's our hero. And like I think that. By skipping that piece and jumping immediately to where the world is now in this debate as to whether Superman is a good or a bad thing, um, because you jump to that and you miss that first piece, the arc doesn't feel complete. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's my biggest issue with the film is you, you want to see Superman as everyone's hero, yeah. as Metropolis's favorite son. Uh-huh. You want to see that, and then you see things start to go south. Yeah. Where then Superman has to make the decision to continue doing what he believes is right, no matter what people say, mm-hmm. and then of course follows up with the the finale of the film, where right. no matter what anyone says, he's willing to give his life to save the world. Yes, and it has that great impact because yeah. because and we know that that's the thing that's I think hard about it is is it's not like there's no acknowledgement of that time. You know that built into this universe is a that celebration. Yeah. I mean, the, yes, there's a statue. In, yeah, there's a statue. There's a statue. Ben, uh, Bruce Wayne, excuse me. <laughs> Bruce Affleck. Ben, ben Wayne. Ben Wayne. Ben Wayne uh, <laughs> mentions, you know, that the, the Daily Planet writes a puff piece every time Superman saves yeah. a, a cat out of a tree. Yeah. Clark Kent says the rest of the world doesn't share your opinion. Yeah. Perry White says love affair with the man in the sky. Like, there are all these acknowledgments mm-hmm. that everyone loves Superman. But because you don't see it, because you fast forward through it, that's where I feel like there's there's a piece missing, yeah. which makes the resolution of it, while it still works pretty well, I think it would have worked better had we seen that entire arc. Yeah, I agree. I think that, honestly, after hearing you guys talk about it and, and talking with multiple people, that really is probably the biggest it's the biggest miss. Other, yeah. other than the fact that it feels like we saw the whole movie, and like literally, I was watching Kevin Smith's review, and he's like, "We get every piece of this movie in the trailers." I'm like, "God, it's so it's true. true. It's, it's so true. sad." But, but it's like, but it's what like, can you do with this? That's point? that's that's the marketing's fault, right. and not the movie's yeah, fault. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't, and, I don't and, and as the movie. and as the you know as the years go on, you forget about the trailers, yeah. and then the movie's the movie. Yeah. But I think that's absolutely accurate. Yeah. You know, for all the defending I and you did of those trailers, we were wrong. Like they, we were. They take it on the chin. Yeah, I mean, we they, were basing it off of what they were saying, what Snyder himself yeah, was they, saying. They just they just gave away too much. Yeah. And that's and that's a shame. And but, maybe he maybe even Snyder knew that, but it was just like, well, what do you do? Yeah. You know, tell him. Yeah. Well, that's the whole movie. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know? sorry I mean, of course that. you're gonna be like there's more to it it's I like, was drunk when I said okay <laughs> yeah man uh, um, such good points and and I guess the one other thing that I would actually like to say or that I was thinking about and sort of the conversation about the Batman killing thing and all that you know what I would have really liked to have seen instead of seeing him do and this is where we get into dangerous territory where you start rewriting scenes in the movie and rewriting your own movie and that's ridiculous but if I could have traded the Batmobile chase scene of the, the guys transporting the kryptonite for another warehouse Batman fight scene. So instead of like, so it's like they bring it to a warehouse and are loading it into a truck mm-hmm. and then he takes out all the dudes 
are in the warehouse, yeah. and we get more Batman time, and then he chases the truck, you know, put, shoots the tracker on the truck, beats up the dudes, chases the truck in the Batmobile, he shoots at it a couple times, so you get you're a little bit well, more Batmobile so action, can, and then he hits. Yeah, yeah. I know, no, I, know I know it's, I know. but it's it's just because it's like, especially from our side of things, the Batman stuff with. Batman being Batman, we're gonna get more of that eventually. Yeah. But in this movie, I was like, "Well, you could have traded that, and it would have been a right. little bit cooler." Well, and I think so that that's, everyone, that's everyone, sort of like my genie lamp wish. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Not realistic. Like they should have done. It's just anyway. Would have been good. Oh, of course. Yeah. I, would, I would always take more more Batman. Yeah, you know, yeah. like duh. Yeah. Um, but I think that you know that's that's where I I love the movie, but I, that's where I feel like some small tweaks along the way. Yeah could have avoided some of these complaints. Yeah. You know, some, I don't think, you know, Lex gives Lex's performance, and if you don't yeah. like that performance, that's, yeah, that, yeah. that is what it is. I, that's not a small tweak, but like, the Batmobile chase, the killing, that's where, even though personally, I'm fine with it. Because yeah. personally, I'm like, there is a difference between executing criminals, like the Punisher, right. and criminals dying in the line of fire in the middle of combat. Mm-hmm. It's just a different yes. thing. Yeah. It's a very fine line, but yeah. you, you can pull back a little bit, and, and it goes it goes volumes. Right. You know, so that's why I'm not like, you know, if you're in the middle of a firefight, and you get, you know, and he, and he shoots your vehicle where you've got a minigun, I'm not going to feel too bad for you. Yeah, yeah. Because you're shooting a minigun at Batman. Yeah. But at the same time, like, just shooting that ever so slightly and having it shoot out the tires and flip and then yeah. not driving through it. And they go flying out yeah. of it. And you know, and, and not driving through it. Yeah. That is a simple tweak. Yeah. And you know then you are going like you avoid all of these these hypersensitive fans who are like, Batman should never kill ever, ever, ever. Yeah. Again, I don't think that's the case. Right. But I but it's because we know so many people feel that way. Yeah. Like and, just, and it's just, just avoid the temptation to do that. Yeah, it's and it's like you're saying, it's just an adjustment. So you're not rewriting the film. You're not saying you're just saying, well, you could have avoided. And it's funny if you watch the interview where they where Snyder talks about that, yeah. and especially he talks about how people on the set were saying, oh, you got to have him shoot this guy, uh, the the guy everybody's calling the KGB beast, KGB beast, yeah, KGB beast, yeah. Uh, in the head. In the head. And he was like, well, no, I'm going to pull it back a little bit and go for the gas tank or the flamethrower. Yeah. And you're like, it's funny because he feels like he did. You yeah. know, that was that he was his like motiva- he motivation, like he but he just didn't. He not, just didn't just get enough. there. Not enough. He pulled it from a 10 of, to an 8 and we needed a 7. Yeah, you know, like he was, he was close. So close. He was so close. He yeah. just needed to rate yeah. it a tiny bit back more. And again, for me, not a deal breaker. It doesn't really bother me. No. But... We know that it bothers a lot of fans, uh-huh. so like just, just you would have escaped it. It's yeah. like there's certain and like I think you said you were, you know like when the, I think you said when the Batwing f- open fires on these guys who are holding Martha Kent, right? Who you know are shooting at him yeah. again. I don't feel too bad for them, yeah. But like just don't have it explode, right? So After big, the fact. have them jump out of the way and then move on. Yeah, they literally. I feel like they in my mind. I keep seeing the scene where they cut back to it to show it explode. It's like just don't even. Yeah, just don't just do don't it. even do it. If we don't see it, ignorance is bliss. It's right. fine. So, so like there are those little things that you know. For me, I think a, a couple of those little things would have gone a long way. But again, you know, to go back to to where we started is is I'm I'm still really happy with the film. Yeah. I really love. The I film. wouldn't change the film overall. Honestly, yeah. I would add to it and I would tweak it. Yeah, but I wouldn't change it. Yeah, and I'm you know and I'm excited for for more for thirty more minutes of it. Of oh, course, man, like yeah. I because again I never find it boring. No. I don't think it's boring. I think that even though I think it is a, a bit of a long stretch to get to the action, so to speak. Sure. Um, I find all that stuff really interesting, so I don't have an issue with it. Um, some, I, again, I've heard some people say, oh, you know, it's so interesting. I've heard people say the first hour is the best part because yeah. it's so tight and there's so much happening and then it falls apart in the end and i've heard people say the exact opposite the first hour is terrible because it's all over the place and once it finally gets to the third act it all comes together in a good way so interesting it's it's on i honestly think the biggest dividing thing for for people is how important are these characters to you because because and i think i think kevin smith also said this he said, "I always said I haven't, God, I haven't watched this yet. I, no, you gotta, I'll do it this week. Yeah, you got to watch it. it it's good. It, it, or I'll listen. Overall, it. yeah, it's overall, it's good. 
And and it's funny because the point that he makes is how when he was younger, he's like, am I just getting old? Because when I was younger, I was just like, oh my God, if somebody like Tim Burton could just give Batman the seriousness and, and take him seriously, he's such a cool character. And he's like, be careful what you wish for. Because that's how I feel this movie, what it does. And everybody talks about how nobody smiles. I'm like, nobody's smiling because everything that's happening is so important. And not that you can't have that, not that the Marvel movies don't feel important or anything, but these issues, when serious things are happening to you or serious issues are happening in the world, when you're concentrating, when you're making hard decisions, you're not skipping and smiling, yeah. you know? And that's what I feel like this, that first hour of this movie is, is going, yeah, this is Superman, this is Batman, this is Lex Luthor, this isn't a joke, this is serious stuff. And it's like, whoa. Like, even Batman fans who are like, and Superman fans who are like, oh, you know, give it the, the validity it deserves. Even they're like, holy shit, this is like serious. Right, right. Which for us, I think is like, we want that. You know, we want it. And, and maybe this is like, this found that edge where it's like, you can't go any more serious than this. But it worked really well for me because it is so important to me and it is, it feels so intense like I'm so engrossed and like oh my god what's gonna happen what are they gonna do for us it's like yeah that's like a huge 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 thing Mm -hmm. but for other people who are casual fans and they go in and they're like they're getting into the death of the Waynes and they're going into you know uh, Superman's motivations of whether or not he should continue doing what he does if he should leave the planet if he should he's going into hiding he's not whether or not he can be with Lois these are huge things for a guy who identifies as a human, you know, yeah. as a man with powers. And that's just too much for people who I think, for some people, who didn't want all that. They wanted something like a little lighter. So, whereas, not to say that Nolan's movies, you know, those hit the mark for a lot of people and they're mm-hmm. not light. But they, they also don't hit in the same territory. Well, and here's the thing. That's like crime and punishment versus God and man, you know? Right, right. Like, it's well, a different and, and even those movies have plenty of fun in them, but people still will take them to task because they were too serious. Totally. And so it's, it, it is really interesting. I think, you know, yes, uh, you know, a little bit of, a little bit more playfulness and lightheartedness I think could help. Sure. But it has to be organic to the story being told. Right. Like, you know, some people... You know, a lot of people don't like Lex Luthor in this. Right. Uh, I really liked him. But honestly, just as many people who don't like him say he's the best part. Yeah. So, again, <laughs> like, you know, they, so they made a very, very interesting choice there. And whether or not you're able to get on board with it is up to you. But I liked it, not necessarily because, oh, it's the Lex Luthor I always imagined. It certainly isn't. Um, but because... He brings a certain amount of playfulness to what is going on. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's over the top. Some people no. say he's over the top. No. I, th- I think he is energized mm-hmm. and he is a, has created a very different character. Mm-hmm. But I don't I, I think over the top is is no, is, I, is over the top. I, I actually yeah, I actually would say that I was happy to see that he took it where he where he did because I was worried we were gonna get Pretty much the Jesse Eisenberg yeah. performance, yeah. and I was like, "That's not enough. You got to kind of dive deeper." And the the quirks, not necessarily like all the twitching and stuff, like that people kind of are exaggerating he was doing. I'm like, like the thing where he's on the stage and he's just in his own head, mm-hmm. kind of like saying stuff. I'm like, "Well, this isn't your old school Lex, right? Like from the comics, who's just like this persona on top of it. This is a dude driven by his own motivations, and he's a brilliant mind, and mm-hmm. and so it's like he can orchestrate." well when he wants but at the same time his his flaws are are that he is 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 in his own head a lot and yeah. it, that kind of comes out in those those moments of sort of weakness yeah well, it's really like he's that. too smart for his own good yeah. it's like his brain is going faster than his mouth and he's trying to catch up and i think that there were a lot of interesting choices made there yeah but yeah. i guess my point was just that like for people who say yeah, sorry no it's <laughs> okay. no no i totally get it because again i i liked what he did with it yeah um, i agree i hate the people who are saying he's doing the riddler 
Because it's not. Yeah. It's not. What? I never thought like, that. Like, just because you're giving an energetic performance somehow makes you the Riddler now? Like, yeah, the Riddler, on. like come Jim Carrey, the most over-energized yeah. actor ever, yeah. you know? No, like, no, like, no, no. But what I like about it is, you know, for, for a movie that a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, nobody smiles, everybody's so serious, he brings a lot of energy to it mm-hmm. and helps mix it up. Yeah. And I think that that's cool. Like, yeah. I like that he's there to mix it up. I like that Alfred is there with his kind of dry wit to mix yeah. it up. Up. I like, <laughs> I love Perry White and how he comes in and brings a different type of energy, and, yeah. and he's really fun and funny to watch. And so, you know, even though Superman's got the weight of the world on his shoulders, and Batman is on this revenge quest, mm-hmm. and Batman is never one that's going to smile anyway. So, like right. that's you know, I think the Superman stuff I think is valid as I've I've already gone into at length, mm-hmm. but. You know, for for these two main characters, because both of them are are going through something extremely serious and heavy, I think that the supporting characters do a great job of livening things up and and adding some different flavors to the mix. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's really nice to, to... I was really worried we would be kind of divided, like, as a group on this. You know, uh, I feel like we've been talking about this for a long time. And honestly, the fact that, you know, I think more so we know what we're getting. Yeah. Um, because of some of the stuff we've seen helps uh, know, knowing that it was like, all right, well, it, was, it didn't stray far from that. Um, but but it is it is really nice to be able to talk about this in a, in a positive way. I would enjoy the debate as well, Yeah. but it, it, it's cool. Like, I guess just to really, again, it's, drive it's not the point that home that it's, <laughs> I've had some debates this past week. It's not fun. Yeah. I was going to say, I haven't I've, listened I've, to those. I've generally avoided them because I'm like, I just don't have the energy. You right. know, if you don't like it, that's fine. Well, that, I don't, I don't want to debate about well, that, it. That's what's so difficult about this is I think, I think you guys probably going forward, if you're debating with people about this, the thing to remember, I think this more than oh, har- most films that I can ever think of, if any, more than Man of Steel for sure, there are rights and wrongs that people can argue for Man of Steel and some for this movie, but I think this really is a movie that it works for you or it doesn't. And either you enjoyed it and are, like you said, the point you were making, Andy, you wanted to love it and you enjoyed it and the flaws that it has they don't harm you or they harm it a little bit but you're overall positive or it didn't work for you whether you wanted to hate it or you wanted to love it and so I and maybe you can articulate that better of why but I think so much of it has to do with just your you as a person so don't focus so much on the right and wrong when you guys are discussing this stuff because I don't think there is so much I think there is what is your Batman? What is your Superman? What works for you? Or what what you're willing... I think for us, with Batman, like we've discussed before, we're, we take almost all incarnations, you know? Yeah. And, and there's our favorites and then our least favorites, you know? But it's easier to be that way. It's easier to enjoy something when you are that way. So, But to just keep in mind... Don't get in a fight over this crap, you yeah, know. Yeah. Don't 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 stress yourself over it. It's important to you for sure. We get that, but allow yourselves to have differences in opinion. It's like kind of like a PSA I'm doing right now, but like I feel like it's valid because people are really getting tore up about this. Yeah. And I actually had my coworker downstairs was was like, I'm just gonna read a bunch of spoilers and just talk to you about about how I hate this movie. I'm like bring it on brother because you're not gonna affect me at all like this i like this movie no matter what you say about it i like it it worked for me so don't let people convince you to not like this movie or don't and and this and the same accord if you don't like this movie you don't have to be swayed to like it just because you want to like stand stand proud in, in whatever your opinion is and and hopefully the next round of these movies there's something for you suicide squad is coming up that's way different looking than what we got here so hopefully that that lands somewhere for you but i mean i i think just to echo echo and maybe just get this a holistic closer here um you know we ch- i truly feel bad as well for the people that were disappointed in this movie I really feel yeah. bad. Like I was, yeah, it's a like shame. A, like a personal, not a personal apology, but like it just feels like, dude, that sucks. Like we yeah. feel for you. We don't want to be right, like and wrong. We just want to you know, all enjoy this together. So, 
Um, sorry to you guys that didn't get to enjoy this in the way that you know you, you would have liked to, um, but hopefully you can find the good in it. And I think knowing that these guys who made it, like you said, put your, their heart and souls into it, mm-hmm. I think that helps. Honestly, like they gave it their all, so you know, give give them a little kudos for for that for that effort. Um, but I think that's time for us. Pretty much. So, yeah, pretty so, much. So, so, yeah. So thanks, guys, for, for checking in yeah, again. Yeah, allowing us to do a little bit more free-flowing, kind of yeah. uh, see how the conversation goes. It's a little less structured than we normally do with all the, the week's news. We we wove some of the news of the week into it. Kind of. but, but again, because this this is the movie that we've been talking about for two and a half years now, and it's finally out there, and everybody's talking about it, it just seemed right to really kind of dive into it more than we had a chance to last week, and just talk about where we stand on it and, and what's going on, because I'll tell you, it is it has been a whirlwind out there. It'll be really interesting to see what happens. I It makes me so happy to see the amount of people who really have been on board with this movie yeah. and celebrating it and have been going multiple times. and. And can't wait for comes next. And, and again, it bums me out that there are a lot of folks who it just didn't work for. Yeah. Um, but hopefully you enjoyed it. Yeah. And uh, and if you didn't, again, hopefully the next one will work a little bit better for you. But this is it's actually, I think this is good. Yeah, this I feel, is. I feel pretty good about this. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, like it's it's nice. And yeah, again, ag- agreed. Like it was nice to have this kind of a podcast where we're not just going through the movie. Because I think next week when we probably do more listener feedback, we'll probably piece apart things a of little course, bit more. Yeah. But honestly, everything I've listened to, and I'm sure you guys listen to multiple podcasts too, they piece apart the movie. So maybe this is a nice little break for you to not have to just get well, to into hear, every piece yeah, of the movie. To hear what the Martha and debate not. again. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's been a week, and I'm tired of the Martha debate. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to talk about that quite yet again, uh, and hear about it quite yet again because again, it's. I think it's nice to to talk about the culture of this movie and the impact and and what it has. But I, I mean, going forward, love it or hate it, you gotta appreciate the setups that we have here. You know, yeah. there's some cool setups uh, for the future, and uh, you know. There's, there's a lot of possibilities out there, so it's going to be really awesome to see and get excited for these next rounds of movies that we're definitely going to be covering here on the Batman universe. Uh, but, you know, check in again with us next week, guys. We'll get your listener feedback. Um, don't forget to check out all the other podcasts on the BatmanUniverse.net. Uh, the podcast family network there, they're all talking about this movie as well in their own right. <laughs> uh, so like I said, you can get just chock full of the, the reviews so of this many. movie. It's it's insane. Uh, and then obviously, as we plug multiple times, check out Andy's uh, Holy Batcast, our sister show, as they do a two and a half hour awesome deep dive that they do really break down this movie that I personally loved. Thanks, um, yeah, man. dude, I loved it. I loved it. Even, even though... Even though the anti-Jamie, you know, my nemesis is there. Just kidding. The I love Jamie. the other Jamie. This, why do we both have to be Jamies? It's so hard. Um, no, it's not. I uh, love the Bat Raider Jamie, truly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, thanks again, guys, for checking in with us. And we will talk to you guys next week here on the Batman Universe. The Batman Universe is not affiliated with Warner Brothers or DC Entertainment. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the participants are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the companies or organizations that they happen to work for. But thanks for joining us for this episode, and we will see you around Gotham. I forget to sign us off. On behalf of Andy and Jamie and Krypton, the Batman. Crypto. (laughs) And Ace, the Bat Hound. Ace, the Bat Hound.